This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get this. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. Raider Nation, what is going on? Coming to you guys today because I want to review with you who is going to be starting this year in 2020. Week one for your Las Vegas Raiders. I, I went through and I reviewed. We had a live show on Saturday night, um, 8.30. If you guys missed it, you can go back. I reviewed the entire 53-man roster. Even gave my thoughts on the Lynn Bowden trade. This video, we're going to talk about just who is going to be starting. Who's, who the starters are. The 22 main starters. Maybe how things can be altered a little bit different with different packages and different matchups. Um, and of course, maybe a little special teams, whatever, but mainly the starting 22, the 22 best guys that are going to be on the field and are going to be on the field first for your 2020 Las Vegas Raiders. Now, like I said about live streaming, we're turning this thing into post game shows. So right now, make sure you're subscribed. You turn on those bell notifications because this week after the Carolina game for the Raiders play the Carolina Panthers within minutes, I'm going to be going live on YouTube, reviewing the game. We'll be taking live callers, live guests. We'll be doing different things. A whole post-game show just for you guys. So, like I said, Las Vegas Raiders starters for 2020. Let's get into it. From the top, we're going down the list. Starting with quarterback Derek Carr. Derek Carr, there was some debate, a lot of people thought from early on, that Marcus Mariota could be competing for the job. Does it add competition to the quarterback room? Yes, it does. Does it add knowledge to the quarterback room? Yes, it does. But obviously, clearly, this was Derek Carr's job the entire time, um, and it was made even more clear throughout training camp as Derek has, you know, um, obviously a lot more knowledge of the offense, a lot more comfortability, has all the chemistry built. Um, Derek Carr is the dude. Starting, number four, no doubt at all. Sorry, haters. But number four is going to be under center. Now, moving down to running back. Obviously, Josh Jacobs. Um, 
was snubbed last year for rookie of the year. He's got something to prove, but there's no doubt that he was the starter. Like I said earlier, I had my thoughts on the Lynn Bowden trade, but he was in no no competition, obviously, to start. This is Josh Jacobs' job. Um, he had a role. He was a backup running back. Some people, for whatever reason, seem to think just because now Lynn Bowden was traded, we're not going to have the same impact. Yeah, was it a, not a good move? I mean, whatever. I mean, we he's gone. He's, he's gone. We, we made the best of a of a bad situation. And he's not there. We still have Jalen Richard that's going to fill his shoes just fine. And if anything, on passing downs, he's going to fill his shoes better. Um, seems like he got beat out at camp anyways. So Josh Jacobs is the dude to start and most likely now be more of a third down rolled running back. So I'm interested to see what number 28 does for us. Now, this is one of those things where I see there could be a little shift depending on, I guess, personnel, depending on who we're facing, how we're going to start off. But no one, John Gruden, we're going to be rolling our fullback out there the first play of the game because, you know, we're smash mouth football. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to go out there and we're going to establish the run just like we did last year. I don't care if we have deep options. We're still going to go out there and we're going to establish the run. Um, so fullback Alec Ingold obviously was a Pro Bowl alternate last year as an undrafted free agent, is going to step up, have a bigger role. Um, we've seen him running routes in the offseason during their practices at the park. I'm interested to see what Alec Ingold brings to the table here. Now, flipping over to wide receiver, this is where things get, I'm not going to say shaky, but I just cannot wait to see how this unravels because we are unrolling two rookie wide receivers. Extremely talented, but still rookie wide receivers. So week one, I'm interested to see how they come out of the gate. We got Henry Ruggs, the third, who is hopefully going to be taking the top off of defenses. And if he's not taking the top off of defenses, hopefully we can make enough plays and set him up in the right positions uh, to at least scare the defense and open up the rest of the field for the rest of our offense. And opposite of him, after Tyro Williams get play, got placed on IR, there's a, a part of me that likes to think that Zay Jones is going to be rotated in there too, but I think starting for us is going to be the rookie, the third-round rookie, Brian Edwards. I think he'll start. Do I think he takes 100% of the snaps at, at, the, at the X wide receiver position? No. Wide receiver X, I think, is going to be kind of mixed in with Zay and Brian Edwards. But I think Brian Edwards gets, the, you know, kind of the first crack at this thing. Um, I think he kind of has the, has the potential to do it. Um, and, of course, now, like I said, depending on the package we enroll, if Alec Ingold's out there on the field, this isn't going to happen. But if he's not, and we kind of, like, open up with some sort of a spread offense or a single back formation, I could see Hunter Renfro maybe being out there getting the start. Obviously, he's going to be the first slot wide receiver that gets you know put on the field. The first slot receiver that's going on the field is number 13, Hunter Renfro. So I'm going to mark him down here as a starter, um, basically, even though he's maybe not out there the first play of the game. That goes into tight end. Obviously, Darren Waller. Darren Waller was uh, one of the most recognized players on our team last year, especially you know, whenever you start talking like NFL Top 100 um, and whatnot. But Darren Waller is hopefully now we, we talk about, you know, sharing the load, sharing the targets. I don't think Darren Waller is going to get hurt through this. He's still going to be a go-to. He still has the most chemistry with Derek Carr of pretty much anybody else on that roster besides even like with Hunter Renfro. Uh, Darren Waller is still going to be the go-to guy until these other guys step up um, and can prove that they can handle a load and they can handle the big catches, handle the big plays. Um, Darren Waller is still going to be the dude. Um, who's coming in behind him? Not really sure, but Darren Waller is going to be obviously out there 100% of the time because he's not even just a tight end. Even if we have wide receivers going down, we have a tight end that can fill in as a number one receiver. So Darren Waller's our dude. Shout out to number 83, man. Um, offensive line. This offensive line, the starting five, 
when healthy, I believe is the best offensive line in football. We should be. I think we're like the second highest paid offensive line in the NFL, and I think we should be the best. Obviously, we're rolling with Colton Miller at left tackle. Did he have a shaky rookie year? Yes. Did I think that leave our, our the fans with like kind of like a, like a hangover sense of Colton Miller? Yes, it did, because last year I felt like he took a really big step in his game. He really improved, and he was healthy. That was the main thing. He didn't sprain his knee like a million times throughout the season. He played healthy, and he took a step forward. Now he's getting bigger. He's getting in shape. He's cutting up. I mean, he, he looks really good. He bulked up last year. He got bigger, and now he's just kind of getting – he's forming his body because he's right where he needs to be. Now it's just a matter of getting it in shape and utilizing that weight and putting it exactly where it needs to go. So I think Colton Miller is going to take another huge step um, and I could see him being a, a key piece to this offensive line. Um, his toughness, his resilience to get out there on the field and play football um, is amazing. Right next to him, Richie Incognito. Richie Incognito, need I say more? He wants to go out there and just kick some butt, man. I mean, flat out. That, that's, that's how he comes out, and that's exactly how he'll tell you. Um, he just wants to just pancake fools, man. I mean, every time I talk to him in the offseason, he just gets all fired up. Um, I made him a highlight clip. Uh, he posted it on his Twitter, looking for pancakes with with Richie Incognito, watching him after the play, because I'm pulling up all 22 stuff, and watching this guy after the play, uh, even during the play, he, he's just nasty, man. I mean, shoving guys and their helmets into the ground. I think you guys probably saw that at the Bears game. Um, that's the, the exact attitude, tone setter that we need for this offensive line. Um, right next to him, the anchor of this offensive line, Rodney Hudson. His job will never be in question for the rest of his career. Hall of Famer. Absolute Hall of Famer. He, you can snub him on your little top 100 list, um, but Rodney Hudson is a Hall of Famer. And, and what we need to do here to ensure this Raider Nation is we need to bring Rodney Hudson to Super Bowl. That's going to ensure Rodney Hudson as a Hall of Famer. Next to him, Gabe Jackson has a little proven to do. But I expect um, there is you know, a little questioning throughout the season, or off season that he could get traded. I think they might have weighed their options, you know, bring him back like Denzel Good. We drafted John Simpson. Um, we, we brought in some depth at our interior defensive line. But this is Gabe Jackson's job. Um, I think whenever he's healthy and he's out there, that is our best lineup that we have. So he, this is his prove-it year. Um, if Gabe Jackson wants to stay a Raider, I think this is the year that he needs to come out and show that he can play all 16 games. And when he can play all 16 games, he gets back into that, you know, 2016-2017 form that he was playing at. And I think he can. I really think he can. Um, he came in last year off a pretty bad knee injury, something that while I was, it happened while I was at training camp, actually. Um, I was on the sideline. I, I thought he was going to be out for the season. The way, the, the way it looked, um, couldn't even put weight on it. The way he got carted off, I'm just thinking, like, man, it's bad. Well, he still came back. He still played. Um, knee brace, not 100%, um, and still did okay. Um, not the Gabe Jackson we're used to, but he still did okay. Um, and then to f- finalize this offensive line and exactly how we finalized our offensive line was adding Trent Brown. Trent Brown didn't end last year the way we wanted to, but he's got all the talent in the world, all the talent in the world. There, there's a little concern right now just because he's missing practices. Why is he missing practice? I don't know. Maybe just a little nagging injury. I don't care. As long as he's healthy week one, as long as he's out there against Carolina, I'm not going to ask any questions. Trent Brown, big man. I mean, you do your thing. You go get healthy. As long as you're out there in Carolina, um, that is fine with me. He, he can roll out of bed um, and he can block Khalil Mack for all I care. He can shut down Khalil Mack for all I care. Um, that's exactly how I see it happening. So as long as he's out there healthy on game days, as long as he can put in, you know, 16 games or at least really close to a full 16 games of the season, um, then I'm here for it. Like that's, I mean, in my opinion, the, 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 as the final piece of this list of the, of the starting 11, right? I kind of, I gave you 12 just because there's package options but the the starting lineup of this offense in my opinion looks amazing um with Derek Carr and the chemistry that he's grown uh the the continuity that he's grown 
with John Gruden and some of the main weapons and key pieces on this offense. Josh Jacobs rolling into year two with more experience. Alec Engle taking a step up. Two young, fast, talented wide receivers. Um, Darren Waller, Pro Bowl, tight end, and probably the best offensive line in football. I think this starting lineup for your Las Vegas Raiders is going to be amazing. Uh, I think it's going to be amazing. And, and just because, you know, we always scream defense, 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 uh, the offense did, they're just missing a couple pieces to take themselves to the next level. I think we added that. I think we have a really good group, and we don't not only have a really good group, we have some solid depth. Um, so I feel really good about that. Like I said, though, I'm not going to discuss all the depth pieces here, just the starters, and that's going to lead me to flipping over to the other side of the ball. You've counted on restaurants, now they're counting on you. And while the dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, that is code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Starting with the defensive line, and I'm just going to look kind of like, I guess, at the edge. Edge rushers. You're going to have Max Crosby and Cleveland Farrell out there starting pretty much every game. That's how it's going to work. Um, you have Cleveland, your strong side, Max Crosby, your weak side, um, being able to kind of get in there, do it all, guys. Along with, I see, of course, Malik Collins, our new guy, our new piece, our, our biggest addition to hopefully take this defensive line to the next level by getting pressure up the middle and Malik Collins. Really excited. Hearing that he's trimmed down weight, he's faster, quicker, kind of gives you that like kind of Aaron Donald vibe, right? Not your typical defensive tackle. He's like, he's a big dude that can get in there and and get after the passer. So I really enjoy that. And now, as much as I want to say Mo Hurst, I could see Mo Hurst is going to rotate in on passing downs, in my opinion. Um, And I see Jonathan Hankins getting the start. Jonathan Hankins, I think, is going to be your starter alongside Malik Collins, um, along with Mo Hurst, Cleveland Farrell rotating in there with Malik Collins. I expect Malik to be out there like almost 100% of the time. If he's not tired, I expect him on the field. Even when he is tired, I expect him out there on the field. Um, so there's a lot of potential with this defensive line, a lot of shifting, a lot of morphing, a lot of rotation, just because we have a couple versatile guys that can get in there on passing downs um, and some of our depth pieces on at the edge that can get in on passing downs. Um, so I see Max Crosby, Cleveland Farrell, with Malik Collins and Jonathan Hurst, or sorry, Jonathan Hankins in the middle, wrapping out the starters for your defensive line. Moving over to linebacker. Um, there's a couple different ways we can look at this. I see your starters as the two linebackers of Corey Littleton and Nick Kwiatkowski. Um, those are the two guys that are going to be on the field 100% of the time. And then, I mean, really, I mean, what else do we need out of those two? They can, they can pretty much do it all. Nick Kwiatkowski and Corey Littleton all over the place. They can cover, they can get after the passer, they can stuff the run. Um, they can, I mean, they can, the, the stat sheet, the tackle sheet, the tackle column, they can fill that sucker up because they're not just coverage, you know, new era linebackers. They can get in there and they can do everything that you can ask from them as a linebacker. Now I can see in the starting lineup, I don't see Nicholas Morrow quite squeezing in there, but there's a couple of rotational guys, depending on the style, like I said, depending on the package, depending on the matchup, 
Uh, you're either going to see Raquan McMillan in there on short yardage uh, situations. Maybe he gets to start one game because we're facing you know a team that's rolling out in like in a power formation on first downs. Maybe Raquan McMillan's out there with him to help in run support, or maybe we're you know going out there facing you know Drew, uh, Drew Brees right at the home opener, and he's in, in a spread offense on first down. So we have Nicholas Morrow out there, right? Or maybe we don't. And maybe we rotate in in the next position group. Of course, we're going to have Trayvon Mullen and Damon Arnett, our two outside guys, our two outside corners. Damon Arnett's earned that position, and I've dubbed him many times as a guy that I think is going to be a fan favorite. As much crap as we gave the Raiders for picking him, if this was hard knocks, let me tell you something. This is how I see Damon Arnett right now. The main reason that Jonathan Abram is such a fan favorite is because of hard knocks, because he saw that personality on camera. This year, we have so much stuff under wrap. You, don't, you really don't know a lot about these guys except for what you're hearing. We see some of these mic'd up videos, whatever. If Hard Knocks was this year, I think we'd love Damon Arnett more than anybody else on this roster just because of how his personality is. Just shows through. He's got that swagger. He's got that thing about him that fans just love, right? That, that attitude, that little dog mentality where he's trash talking. He's dancing. He's having fun. He's singing. He's having just a good old time, and he's out there playing some good, hard, physical football as an outside corner. And that's what Raider Nation loves the most. You know how we fall in love with our Namdi Asamoahs and our, and our Charles Woodsons. Like, that's, that's how I see Damon Arnett. Future fan favorite, playing opposite of a guy in Trayvon Mullen who's taking a step up as a leader as well. Our two outside guys, great. Now, depending on the, on the linebacker situation, starting lineup, I could also see slot corner rotating in as a starter. LaMarcus Joyner is still a starter on this, at slot corner on this football team. And, look, I get it. He's, he's got proven to do this year. He's got some proven to do. Um, Amik Robertson is not ready to start at slot corner yet. Do I think he can develop and eventually get there? Yeah, but he'll also get his snaps on the field. Don't even worry about him trying to take over LaMarcus Joyner's job. And now, Raider Nation, just give up hope of LaMarcus Joyner going back to safety. It's not going to work. It's not going to happen. I get it. Whatever. Don't give me the – you know, drop it in the comments. Whatever. You can tell me all you want. Natural safety. Da-da-da-da. Played his best years of the Rams as a safety. Da-da-da-da. That was behind a great defense. Different. The Raiders see him as a slot corner. It doesn't matter what you think. The Raiders expect him to be their slot corner. And if he's not their slot corner, we have two safeties back there that I think would be better safeties than him. So if he's not our starting slot corner and he gets beat out by Meek Robertson, then I don't think he has a starting job on this team. Um, LaMarcus Joyner is the slot corner and he has proven to do. Um, and I think he will be better now because he's with a better defense, guys. Guess what? The ultimate team sport. Get a good defense around this guy. Get good corners. Get good linebackers. Don't throw him in these funky zone coverages because we have a very, very susceptible defense like last year. Get us something that is 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 good. Give us a good product. Give us a great 11 players to unroll on the field. And I think LaMarcus Joyner is going to fit right in and play well um, with his two guys on the outside, these linebackers, this defensive line. And that takes us, of course, back to the safeties, the two safeties that have their positions on lockdown because one of them just beat out Demarius Randall and had him as a surprise cut. As Randall a little upset, and that's okay. I'd be upset too if I couldn't wear that amazing silver and black. But Eric Harris, man, potato chip guy. Uh, nothing but love for Eric Harris. He's earned every snap, every role, every starting job that he's had on this team. So I'm really looking forward to see what Eric Harris brings to this. And now getting our guy, Jonathan Abram, back. Basically our third first-round pick this year because all he did was play one game last year, made an impact. I mean, he got like three quarterback pressures on three rushes. Um, he's out there hitting dudes on the sideline. I expect... Even in run support, it's going to help us tremendously to have him out there on the field. So I really look forward to the versatility we have on our defense. Both those guys back there, they, they can do either or. They can play deep. Um, Eric Harris, I think, you know, has those those 
you know, that center field job to work on a little bit, but he's getting there. That's the whole point of this. Um, he, he's a developing player, um, and he's learning his role um, as a starter and as a, really a captain on this team. So um, that's how I see our starters. And I guess I could see if I'm to kind of like guess and look ahead, I'll give you a little bonus here on some captains I see on this team. Uh, I guess I would go with probably Derek Carr. I would go with Nick Kwiatkowski. I might even throw in Eric Harris. I think Eric Harris could be a captain. Um, those are some just some names I'm throwing around. Who knows exactly what they go with? Maybe LaMarcus Joyner again. LaMarcus Joyner was a captain last year. Uh, I, I'm really interested to see how this turns out. Maybe Josh Jacobs. You know, hey, maybe they give one to Jason Witten. Maybe it's, it's something like that. Maybe Hunter Renfro. I don't know. Maybe Hunter Renfro. It's interesting. We have so many leaders on this team. It, it's a good problem to have. I could probably list off 10 good possible captains. That would make great captains for any NFL football team, and that's a great problem to have. Obviously, we know what's going on here with Mike Mayock and John Gruden. That's what we're doing here. We're, we're bringing in great, high-character guys that love football um, and can be leaders in the locker room and on the football field. So that's it. That's my starters. I'm done. I'm wrapping it up. Remember, subscribe because we're doing this post-game show this Sunday after the Panther game. As soon as the game is over, we're going live on this channel. So subscribe, hit the bell notifications. And drop in the comments if you have any other opinion of another starter that you would see in place of anyone else or something you disagree with. Or, I don't know, just tell me you like my videos or something. Drop in the comments. Hit that thumbs up and subscribe. See you guys probably in a few days. Later. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.